mate against mate, state against state, gladiator metaphors. It's that time. I'm joined by the birthday boy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I found out about two minutes ago. Quarter Happy of a century. Yeah, no, thank you, mate. Like, like you said, it is gladiator sport. You're going to hear a lot of metaphors this week. Yep. I've got the Queensland kid on for those that can't see. Unbelievable. You're a New South Wales man. I'm a New South Wales fan, but I'm just... I'm it tipping is a nice with, training shirt. It is a beautiful training shirt, and I'm tipping with my head, and that's why... And just in the spirit of Origin this week, I thought I'd wear the Queensland shirt, but who doesn't love Origin? How can you not get up for State of Origin? You're right. Everyone loves Origin. Even people that don't really watch footy, tune in when it's State of Origin to. time. You know, some Gladiators. It's the most, most watched televised game in the Southern Hemisphere, Game 1. Really? Yeah. That's a wow. stat for you. More than the Grand Final, more than any other sport in Australia. Wow. Yeah. There yeah, you it, go. It's sought after. Origin, that's why it's a commercial money-making machine because Aussies, we love it. Yeah. Who doesn't love it? Yeah, exactly. Big right. hits. Best of the best footy-wise. Mate against mate. State against state. Gus Gould. I'm going to be the only one. I reckon Gus Gould's pretty much... I reckon they can get rid of that. Well, they haven't done it in a long while. They, Remember they, they brought it they back? Brought it's it the back. same shit every yeah, but year. You know it's gladiators and... Made against made, but and every all that year, every every year the the narrative changes. It's you know the same I mean? shit. Yeah, but the it's na- made you know, against made. I've <laughs> said that twenty times. There, there was there was a period where Queensland were dominant, and you know he kept trying to have to get the New South Wales boys up. Yeah. Now it's kind of shifted. So he's maybe he now says New South Wales can they get complacent? There's injuries. There's a narrative He'll change all the time. It, but he always slips in the gladiator metaphor. Yeah, so yeah he can't to. help himself. He can't help. So we've got a couple ripping questions. We've got a few actually. First one, this is from Danny underscore P. Burton versus Luai. Mm-hmm. Who is better? Appreciate the question, Danny P. Uh, I thought about this a little bit over the weekend. I'm not going to lie. When Bulldogs went up against Penrith. Yep. Because Matt Burton missed out on being the 5'8 at Penrith. They pushed him over into the centers because Luai was their man. It's probably a first in best dressed thing at Penrith. And they don't want to change the combination. But when you really think about it, I'm going to go Matt Burden because he's a more of a pure footy player. Think about it. Okay. Unbelievable kicking game. High balls, long kicker of the footy. He can run the ball. He's a great runner of the ball. Likes to sum up grubbers in behind the line, can get repeat sets, been putting Fox away for some tries. I think he's more of a complete footy player. And if I was a team looking for a 5'8", I would take Burden over Luai. You know what, Bernard? I actually think the narrative in this is switched. Everyone thinks Jerome Luai is X-Factor and Burton is the more complete player. I actually think it's the opposite. And when you actually look at the stats, that proves it. Everyone thinks Jerome Luai is just X-Factor and he takes the ball on and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But since the start of the 2020 season, Jerome Luai has more try assists than Nathan Cleary. Everyone that plays next, crazy stat. Everyone that plays next to him gets better. Kick out, or Isaac Tago, May. now Taylor May. Yeah. He makes everyone around him better. He's got tries in his game as well. I actually think Burton is more X-Factor. Mm-hmm. He can take the ball on the line. You saw him do it when he was at centre. And he's got a great high kicking game. Yeah. But other than that, I would take Luai everywhere. I think he's the more complete footballer. Where I have to disagree with you, Adama, is like Dylan Edwards, Luai is a beneficiary of the system at Penrith. When you think about it. They have the perfect system. He plays on the left. thing I don't like too much about Luai, he plays a lot of sideways. Burden digs like like Nathan yep. Cleary does, straight into the line. Not scared to really take that line on. But you can't really argue the stats, like you said. And I think as well, everyone would just go, oh, it's just because of Cleary, just because of Cleary. But they had three games without Cleary this year. They won every single one of them. I think Luai 
how important he is to that team gets slept. But that's on. also the depth at Penrith. For like sure, they, but mate, they got the, half their team out in Origin this week. Yeah, slot in Sullivan. Slot in a couple other oh, boys. Oh, there's no in doubt there. they're the they're best just, team. They're so the best much team. But I think people, it's just very easy because Burton passes the eye test to just say he's the more complete footballer. When really, I, I think Luai is better than him everywhere except a high bomb. Argument to be had. Argument. It is to an be argument had. to be had, and we had it. And guys, yeah. let you let us know who you think. I'm going Luai. You went. Burton, I'm having a little giggle because I've just looked at this question. This one is from The Real Shabs. When are Olan Tekkers and Bernard having a boxing match? Well, it's funny because he's, uh, he's been shadow boxing and throwing up some training clips. A few people have tagged me in it. And, you know, for me, it's give me a time and place. I'm happy. Bernard, to... can you do me a favor? Can you look right down that camera and go call out Olan Tekkers? Oh, look, I'm going to call him out. If he's up for it, I'm down to do it. You know, I, I mean, I've met him. You know, we get on here. So and you there. you want this smoke? You want the five? You Mate, messaged. Olaf. I will. I like before the end of the year. I'm getting in the boxing ring. So you're that's, fighting someone. That's a fact. And I want to do it. If Olin's up for it, I, I don't think he, I don't think he wants to do it personally. I I don't blame him. I'm 85 kilos of solid Lebanese muscle steel and sex appeal, <laughs> baby. <laughs> no, but I, look, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Just keep an eye out. Just keep. I'll keep you guys posted. Olan. Make it happen. Come on. Stop ducking him, Big Verge. And now we got a question from Josh Shahal. Josh underscore Shahal. Boston in six? Question mark. I don't know. I, I mean, there's a game currently on. Yeah, there's a game. Right right as we speak. We are filming this on Monday. So yeah. there's a game happening right now that the Warriors are winning. Golden State are up at halftime. But they did drop a game at home yep. to the Boston Celtics All right, well, let's in say the finals. Hypothetically... So it's currently Warriors, one nil. Let's say hypothetically Warriors make it one one. Job done. Boston, that was their job at the start. Like we go to they got a game. We go to the Bay Area, we get one yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. No. It's not a given that they're gonna win. I two personally games. think the Celtics are a more complete team. I do too. They play they be, play better team basketball. If you know if Jason Tatum's not going for thirty, you know, Al Horford's having a game. You know what I mean? Like they, they are an all round team, but you just don't know with Golden State. They can just be dropping threes yeah. like no tomorrow. And, yeah. and, ta- and take the game away. I think the Celtics win this series. I don't know if it's in six. Could be seven. I, I think I think you can't give up another game. And I don't think I don't think Golden State are going to give up an, another home game. So say they win this game, it goes 1-1. I think Boston are looking comfortable at home. Yeah, at I, the do too. I do too. All right, Bernard, this week we've sacked the podium mm-hmm. because it's origin. It's origin. There's a lot to discuss. Let's just jump into a massive origin preview Everybody listening, wherever you are listening, huge game one, Bernard. Huge game one. I feel the closer we get to it, the more Queensland, the more even it feels. I've never been more excited in more recent time for an origin. Because we had that little period there. It was COVID and they played on the back end of the season. Everyone written off Queensland. And rightly so, because they didn't really have that much of a team. I mean, Philip Same and a couple of other no-names were They had the worst origin the team. team ever. And they still won. And they still won, to be exactly right. But you didn't really get up and get excited for us at the end of the no, season. And the last couple of years, New South Wales have been dominant. But with injuries, with, I think, a poor selection of the New South Wales yep. team, I think Queensland are a big chance. And it's getting everyone up. It's getting everyone excited for the game. How are you thinking it's going to go? I still think New South Wales win. I think it's going to be close. But I still think even our second and third string, and when I say our, I mean New South Wales, mm-hmm. proudly from Sydney. And not wearing a Maroons training jersey. Hey. But, um, yeah, I think even our second and third stringers are still, I think we're going to be too good. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I can see it going that way, and and I've got to think game one particularly at home for New South Wales. Got to win that. They they shouldn't give it up. They shouldn't give it up because Queensland wouldn't lose a game at Suncorp. If this game was at Suncorp, I'm probably leaning heavily more towards Queensland. But like we've said, and we'll go through the matchups. I just think. It's very close. I think it's fairly even. It's very close. Fairly but even. But you know what? Freddie in the past, when he's had a couple selection shockers, because he's played White in the centre before, mm. and everyone started freaking out, and we've won. But I reckon Freddie will be reactive, because if he thinks things aren't working in game one, like if Madison offers impact onto the bench, is he? Gonna, how many minutes is Stephen Crichton going to get off the bench? Yeah, I don't know think why about that. 14. And people are like, oh, especially in the TikTok comments, yeah. okay? Listen, kids, right? You don't know Freddie... Like, I don't know Freddie, but he's named Stephen Crichton at 14. So much so, we know he's going to be playing 14. How many minutes is he going to get? Realistically. I feel bad for anyone that plays 14. Yeah, how do you put a center winger at 14, no. though? I don't. They've done it before, like, so Walker. Does that, does that mean he has plans to, say, maybe shift widen, maybe into a back row or into, you know, a, a lock-type position? And then put Crichton out onto the into the centers. But is Crichton really that player? I've never really seen Crichton. He's a center. He's a center, but he's yeah. not even that type where you go just hover around the middle and go take some carries. No, he's no, not that type of player. He's more. You put a kick up. That's to what him. I mean. He's I, close to the line. I don't think they want to use him in that capacity as a fourteen. I think yeah. if they're going to use him, they're going to throw him straight into the centers and move wide. You know, around. they were better off picking Matt Burton there. He's more of a 14. You yeah, but I mean, they've got Hines in the, in the side. Yeah, no, in you've the got the best in the side. 14. The guy made his name at a 14. But anyway, we've we've roasted Freddie enough. I still think you said that I was going to win. Time to do State of Origin player matchups. Mm -hmm. We're going to get a couple key matchups and who we think has the edge. Let's get it. Firstly, the fullbacks. Tedesco or Ponga? Just on form, at club level, I'm going to go Teddy. Yeah. Okay, I think Teddy, like you said, you, you could see this week how much the Roosters missed him. Their execution was poor. They didn't have him out the back directing. Yeah. You could see that, that a lot of their passes were going to ground. The, the way that they were running their plays, it was just, it was really jagged. I think Teddy's a big, a big out for the Roosters. And when I, when I compare him to Ponga, how Ponga's been at club level, I'm going to lean towards Teddy. I just don't, but in saying that Ponga with a spine, yeah. with, a, with a good team, which he does have in Queensland, who knows, but I'm leaning more towards Teddy. Easy one for me. Teddy has been Origin's best player over the last five years. Lives for the big game. Mm -hmm. Missed the state of Origin. I'm going to go him. But you're right. Ponga in a good team. I guess we, we'll have to wait Getting and see. Getting a good roll on. It's going to be very interesting. Mm -hmm. The next matchup. This is a good one. Mm -hmm. Josh Papali'i or Junior Paulo? Oh, mate. Very hard to pick. Two refrigerators. Yeah, two, two great players. Two players you don't want to be tackling on the, on the field. Look... Just based on previous origin form, I mean, Paulo's been great for New South Wales. Interchangeable. He could have been coming off the bench. He's starting. Papali'i rises for origin. He's always Queensland main go forward. And him playing off the back of, you know, of Ben Hunt, who I quite like at, at dummy half, I think I'm going to give the edge to Papali'i. Yeah, me too. I think me he's too. got more experience there in, at origin level. Yep. I'm going to go Papali'i. Me too. I'll chuck this one in. Payne Haas or Tino Fasua Malawi. Ooh, and there's been a bit of history between yeah, these two. A little, little bit of beef there. They like a bit there. of jersey punches and a couple of push and shelves because we can't. No more, no more no biff, more unfortunately. Bring it back. Uh, Payne Haas for me. You going Payne? I'm going to go Payne. Probably, probably the best prop in the comp. Definitely, definitely the best prop in the comp. 
uh, will he be distracted by all the garbage that's going on that's with the true. rugby league media at, at Brisbane? But Tino himself even said he hasn't been performing up well to at scratch. Level, well, which you I know thought what? was a little bit harsh. That's harsh on himself because he's at the Gold Coast Titans. He's putting a lot of emphasis on his back. You know, they're a struggling team. Yep. And I think he's a quality forward. Just based on form, and I keep saying that, at club level, I'm going to go Payne. Yep. Like you said, best forward in the comp. But Tino's no slouch, and he'll bring it at origin level. I do back Tino to, to try and match the intensity of Payne. Okay. Back row. For New South Wales, it's Cam Murray, Tariq Sims, and Isaiah Yo. Yep. Or Queensland's back row, which is Felice Cafusi, Kirk Capewell, and Ruben Cotter. I think this is where... Honestly, bar the bench and interchange, this is where there's discrepancies between the team. I think this is where Queensland are a little bit weaker in their back row. Mm. I'm having a go at Felice Cafusi. He's a quality player. Yep, big game player. Big game player, and he's done it for Melbourne, you know, countless times, played in grand finals. But I just think quality-wise, and you know what, Tarek Sims, if he did, if he missed out playing Origin, I wouldn't have bad night. If they threw in no. a Frizzell or an, even Angus Crichton, yeah. I wouldn't even mind it if they stayed loyal. But I just think Isaiah Yo, who's who I think is the best lock forward in the comp. I think Penrith's best I think best Isaiah player. Yo's the best pr- player in the comp at mm-hmm. the moment. I agree. I think you're right. That's probably the the only area that I Queensland aren't matched up with yeah. fairly evenly. Yeah, I no, think. I think so New South Wales win that one. Uh, New South Wales win the back row. Okay, comfortably. All right, halves now. This the is a this huge is matchup. A huge matchup. Cleary Luai yeah. versus Cherry Evans and Munster. Is this the matchup? We see, and it's it's been the last two origins. Is it the next three years, four years of origin? While so. while Munster and Cherry Evans are healthy, yeah. Unless so something all players, happens, to no, no injuries. Yeah. This is this is the origin halves pairing going forward for the next five years for sure. And Definitely for New South Wales. And there's been battles. There's been battles. There's years where Munster's got the better of New South Wales. There's years where Cherry Evans played out of his skin, but there's also just the consistency of the Penrith halves. I'm gonna go the Penrith halves just for their consistency. But what I will say. You don't want to fall behind to this Queensland spine. They did it to us in that 2020 series because mm. they're experienced, especially Cherry Evans. You fall behind, all of a sudden, Cherry Evans, just they grind you out with their kicking game. Mm. They've been there before. They've Both of them have won comps. They've won origins. So I'm going to lean towards Penrith purely because of their club form and that yeah. continuity. But what I will say, I'll probably give the experience factor to Queensland. I 100% agree with that. And we've been agreeing a fair bit, maybe because we both have that New South Wales bias, yep. although I'm wearing a Queensland top. But <laughs> like I said, I, I do rate highly Cherry Evans and Munster together I do too. as very, a half partnering. Highly. But very. you cannot doubt the consistency of Luai and Cleary for sure. So I'm going New South this Wales. This one, all right, we've done to, we've done the fullbacks. Mm. So I'm going to go two to five. Yeah. To'o, Tupo, Stags, Whiten, or Cobo, Coates, Holmes and Gagai. Yeah, geez. Uh, at club level, Xavier Coates, Cobbo, been performing. Yeah. You know, you can't does, really... Does Queensland have the edge in this one? I, I, I just think it's the centres yeah. that let them down. But we don't have our starting centres. And we don't know how Katoni's going to be performing on the big stage at Origins. You know, first crack you know at that origin. guy has a crack at Origin. Yeah. If you were going off club form, well, Whiten is in a centre. But if you are going off white club form, Holmes is playing well, but I'd take Stags. But Gagai has a crack. Val, Val Holmes, you know he's going to just be... He's consistent. He's reliable. He's playing good for his club. This is how I think it'll go down. If Wyden is being given a little bit of trouble in the centres, they'll quickly switch him out for Crichton, who's a decent defensive centre. Yep. Uh, sorry, yep. for, for Crichton. Yep. But if he's doing the job and matching up defensively, whoever he's on, 
for the Queensland centres, if it's Holmes or if it's Gagai, they'll keep him in there because he's a, he's a strong defensive player. Yeah, he is. But Big body. I do think how Stags has been performing and just how comfortable, you know, depends on how comfortable Wyden is, but I'm going to lean towards the, the outside backs, the wingers mm. for New South Wales. Toto's got one of the best carries out of his half. And you can never doubt that. And that's why he's in there. Yeah. It, why why he got dropped, uh, why Fox got dropped and Toto didn't get dropped is who's a bigger meter eater coming out of the half. And also Tupo, better under the high ball. Tupo's better under the high ball. And he's been performing. I, yeah, I, agree, yeah. I agree with the selectors in that respect. That He's been performing for the Roosters consistently over the last Very few years. Consistent. He could always, and we said on the podcast weeks back, he could always just slot into yeah. a New South Wales team. He's a quality player. So up if he goes up against Cobber, I think it's a fairly even matchup. So I'm going to go with New South Wales having the edge in the outside backs. Yeah, I agree. All right, hooker. Well, I haven't done the hooker, but I think we both agree. Damian Cook as a hooker, better than Ben Hunt. You're not. You're shaking your I head. I am going Ben Hunt. Wow. Everyone's been sleeping on Ben Hunt. Uh, do you not know Playing. he's leading Dally Emma at the is, moment? But as a halfback. Yeah, but Matt, uh, have you, he, he played? He's played dummy half at the Origin he level, has. and he does it fairly well. He's done it at a club level where I rate him as. Damien Cook, say what you want, he, he's a gun, the beach sprinter. He's got the pace out of dummy half, probably fastest man over 40. What I in, will say, in the and NRL. I copped a little bit of shit for it on our TikTok, is I thought Cook on form shouldn't have been picked. Well, if, you, if you said Appy Coruscant. I think Appy Coruscant yeah. has been playing better than him. But in that respect, you've gone Cook. I'm going to take Ben Hunt. Okay. And it's, it's a, it might right. be a controversial take. I like Ben Hunt. He's got that kicking game out of dummy half. You might you might see that sneaky 40-20 come out of nowhere. He's got a bit of that running game that he can play out of dummy half. He's got a good ball either side. While Harry Grant's nursing that groin, I think Ben Hunt has a little bit of an edge just based on this year going into origin. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Lastly, the bench. New South Wales is Crichton, Martin, Campbell, Gillard, Madison, mm-hmm. or Queensland. Grant, Lindsay Collins, Pat Carrigan, and Nanai. Just based on experience, we're gonna. I'll go towards New South Wales. I know Madison's yeah. Madison's fairly new, but he's been doing it at a, at a club level for Parramatta. Campbell Gillard. Oh, do you know what? It's very even. It's 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 fairly matched, but again, the, I don't I don't like Crichton at fourteen. Yeah, I think that's, that's a it's I a waste. Might give the edge to because fourteen Harry Green. The only thing with Lindsay Collins and he's a top player at, at, for the Roosters. He's got a couple of errors in his game. He Basis. does. He's good for one or two years, but he's a big body. You're and gonna he's hear a, this phrase a lot, but he's an Origin player. Yeah, he's yeah. the meathead. He does have a silly error in his game, he, but he he he's a good addition. He's a forward you want just coming off the Carrigan bench. Harrigan is that just workhorse, reliable. Nenai X factor off the bench, but we haven't seen him at Origin level we yet. Haven't. So I get like we haven't seen Madison yet. It, like you said, it is fairly even. I'm oh, going to give the slight edge to Queensland. Okay, yeah, Purely I, I because of the 14. If I'd rather have Harry Grant. Very As surprised 40, he got left out of the yeah, team. And no. you've seen him. He's done it before for Queensland. 100%. I agree with that. Slight edge towards Queensland. Huge. All right. And then on that note, so we've just dissected all the matchups. matchups. yeah. It's time to pick the score. Now, I had a long shot a couple of weeks ago. I said Queensland were going to win by one and be decided by a Cherry Evans field goal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Queensland. Pick the score. This is big for us because it's going towards our tipping. Yeah, just for anyone following at home, this counts as two tips if you get the score If right. we pick the score correctly, because no, no, we've got a big wager going. Whoever loses has to get a manzillion of the tipping across the year of the NRL season. So with that, I'm going to go the score being 17-12, Queensland's way. It's a I random think, score. It is. I think there's going to be a field goal in there. 
And then they score a try again. And then probably, yeah, they score a try. It's going to be a low-scoring game, like all Game 1 Origins are. Teams get a feel for each other. It, it can be a little bit scrappy. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring Origin, but it'll be a grind of a game. And I'm going to go Queensland, 17-12. I'm going to go New South Wales, 18-10. Okay, again, low-scoring. Low-scoring, mm-hmm. get on the unders, always. It's going to be a grind. Maybe 6-4, no, not even. Maybe draw half time. Yeah, draw yeah. half time, and then New South Wales just pull away late. I guess we'll see. I, I, mate, I tell you what, I haven't been up. I haven't been this excited. I'm gonna have a few multis good. going, a couple same games going. All right, give me a little nibble. Who's your first try scorer? Well, I don't really want to pick a first try scorer. If there's gonna be a a try scorer, I, in my multi this week, I've taken Xavier Coates any time, but I also take him first. Okay. I'll take Xavier Coates first. Give some. Let's have a look here. All right. He'd, he'd be a fair favourite, I reckon. Xavier Coates, $10.50. Very nice. For first try scorer. I always usually get on Dane Gagai. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'd go Dane Gagai for Queensland. New South Wales. He's really like the Darius Boyd of old. Yeah, you just, just knew, even though he was playing at Newcastle, wasn't really getting yeah. getting much, you know, at club always level. Lifted. You just knew he was going to be scoring tries and for James Queensland. Tedesco. That's who I'll go for New South Wales. Now sprinkle for a first try scorer. First try. Now sprinkle a little forward in there because that's my long shot for the week. I'm going to go Queensland one to twelve into Xavier Coates anytime. Okay, that should that should pay a fair bit amount. So if you <laughs> kids gamble responsibly, but that's always my, that's my always bet. gamble responsibly. I'm going to go New South Wales one to twelve unders. And James Tedesco anytime. Yeah. Yeah, nice little same gamer for everyone. Uh, stitch, stitch us when we're right, because I think one of us will be getting up. We should. We should. Yeah. Before we move on, Bernard, a mm. couple of things about Origin. State of Origin, now two games are on a Wednesday. Yeah. One game is on Saturday. Yeah. Do you like keeping Origin midweek, or do you want to see them all move to Saturday? The I, I love, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I agree. I love going up at school. We all went to a mate's house, someone, someone in the homeroom. Everyone parked up, watched Origin. You G'd up at school Monday, it, oh, you Wednesday. Loved it. You loved it. And it's always been a Wednesday thing. I don't really like changing it. The only issue I have with it being on a Wednesday is you get a shit round of footy. You do. On, on Friday. And then you even Sunday. get the following weekend that's shit as well because then teams rest. There's players, players out. There's players yeah. that get injured. Yes, a few came back that were excluded from the final 17. But like, look at Penrith Bulldogs this week. You know, lackluster game. Yeah. It was Penrith one to twelve. Just the the quality of footy diminishes. Mm. They should, they should. And they're not going to do it. But if it is a standalone week, it gives, it gives clubs, <laughs> n- not the excuse of oh we had Origin players out. Yeah. You should be trying to compete for all your club points because at the end of the season it might count. You know what they should probably should do. And sorry, it's on Sunday game two. Mm. But what they should probably do is. Do the midweek. It's got to be midweek. I don't mind having one standalone, you know, then because they do the Pacific tests that yeah, weekend. Yeah, that's, a nice, that's a nice little weekend. But then, the fo- this sorry, this footy round that's coming up, round 14, is going to be affected. So why don't we just try? It's never been done before. It's probably too much for them. Why don't we just try and do an NFL? Why don't we have all the games on Sunday? Oh, so each God. team, because like, look for example, the Cowboys are playing the Dragons. So if I'm not, like if I'm a, not mistaken, uh, like a magic round. Yeah, something. almost like so. The Cowboys are playing the Dragons. So mm. players like Ruben Cotter, you know, all the Cowboys players are going to have two days to back up. So they're probably not going to back I up. I wouldn't back up. So really, now if the Cowboys played, the Cowboys played last week. So so now they're going to have two games essentially without mm. their Origin players. But then you have, for example, a team like Parramatta who doesn't play till Monday. So why don't we just do uh, backing up after Origin? It's just craziness. You do them all on Sunday. It's fair. I don't think Uncle Valandis would go for that. 
Uh, Give it a crack. It, 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 it just keeps it fair. Everyone has the same amount of break. That, that, but that's like you said. That's the only issue I have with it is players missing out at club level because clubs are affected at the end of yep. the day. They just change that judiciary rule that if you are you know have misconduct in a in an Origin game, it won't affect you at club level, which is long overdue because yep. it shouldn't. Clubs shouldn't suffer for a game. Really, you think about it. Yes, it's state v state and gladiator versus gladiator. Mate, mate against mate. mate. But it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. Players get their 30 grand and they go off into the sunset and go, you know, Tedesco will go buy Rolex. Yep. But it, it doesn't mean anything for the clubs. Yeah, it's true. So why should they suffer? So exactly right. Mm. So I I like how they're experimenting with the Sunday and, you know, giving giving players some time to recoup for their clubs. But I think eventually you're going to have to start looking at an all-star type weekend, an NBA, yeah. where they're all played across. Similar how it was at the end of the season after the grand final, there's got to be something like that. Mid-season where clubs get a break, you know, like the all-star weekend or all-star week. Yeah, it's not a bad that, idea. That, that could be the option. I don't know. That's actually not a bad idea. And what, they get maybe a week off after? Breaks up the season. Yeah. You know, get, let's everyone anticipate rugby league coming back. It'd be something to experiment about, but I don't know if they want to give up that October spot with the AFL and with the grand final. I like having it during the season. That, that G up during the season, you know, players playing well, they play themselves in a form. Yeah. But yeah, it's something to. It was something that I uh, thought. Anything else you'd change with the current origin format? Yeah. Nah, I, I like I like how it is. I, I I hope not to see too many six agains because I think that's been killing everyone at, at the club level. Just six agains, left, right, they and centre. That rule. They, yeah, they if the referees, the yeah, let 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 the boys play. Let it be a classic Origin game, hard hitting grind. That's what we want to see. That's what that's what fans like. Okay, so put the cherry on top of this B Team Origin preview. We mm. are going to do our top five State of Origin moments. Bernard, kick it off. Five. I'm going to go the classic Gordon Tallis ragdolling Hodson into the sideline. He carried him about 15 meters. Threw him like he was nothing. He probably weighed about 60 kilos in his prime, Hodgson. But Gordon Tallis, that's an origin moment. It gets played before every single origin. It's a, it's a big origin moment. Number four, I'm going Andrew Johns. In 2005, he was injured. And like a true gladiator, he comes back. The 40-20, the try, the, the kick that came off the post for Minicello. He was in everything. Man of the match performance. Steering New South Wales to a big win, the eighth. Yeah, he's the GOAT. Three... I'm going to go Josh Morris after doing his ACL, gets up, dusts himself off, chases down oh. Greg Inglis on oh. one leg. That is origin summed up, and that's what we loved. Josh Morris, what a quality player he was, and that's a great origin moment. That's an origin moment right there. Number two, I'm going to go recently. And the reason I put this on the list is because New South Wales have been on the receiving end of so many heartbreaking moments. So it was great to finally dish it out. James Tedesco scoring the match winner. Ferguson making the break down the post, down the sideline. Throws it to Tedesco. He steps. He scores with about 30 seconds to go. New South Wales win state of origin in 2019. Yeah. What a moment. Number one, I'm going to go with the classic. Billy the Kid, the current coach, Billy Slater. The chip over the top Ooh. of Anthony Minicello, the regather and the score. I think it was in 04. What a great moment. Every kid's try to replicate that. When you were a young junior, you were doing the chip, the Billy, Billy Slater chip over the top. That was an awesome moment, and that, that lives forever as the greatest origin moment of all time. And as always, guys, before you roast us in the comments, make sure you listen to the full podcast for anyone watching on TikTok. That's our top five. Bernard, and that is a great origin preview. It is time 
to jump into the HIA. I'm going to kick it off. George Kambosis. Mm, ferocious. Ferocious Kambosis. Well, ferocious. Say that again. Was on the receiving end of an absolute clinic by Devin Haney. Yeah. Fair play to Devin Haney. Comes to a enemy territory, 40,000, mm. and puts on a masterclass. Some of those scorecards were very generous. 23-year-old too. Devin Haney won every single round, maybe bar one. Yeah, Early, one of the earlier rounds, maybe, maybe round, round two, two. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I honestly thought he won every single round. Absolute clinic. George then made clear that he's got a rematch clause, and the rematch apparently it's already set. Yeah. Now I don't know if the, the rem- in the I don't know if the rematch is actually going to happen. Well, no, Bernard That's what Ariel Hawani came and says like, it's gonna, you're going to struggle to sell that fight because it was once. So it was very one sided. He now needed look, to ch- we're not we're not boxing it's not, experts. Apparently, it's not though in the states, and that's oh, what really? I wanted to bring up. Apparently, it's already set. It's going to be here again, George. I want to say this to you. I'm not Greek, but there's plenty of Greeks in Sydney. Yeah. Mate, you're from Sydney. What are you doing bringing all these fights to Melbourne? I know there's a lot of Greeks there. All right, you did the Greeks are solid. There's plenty of Greeks. Just take a trip down to Brighton or Ramsgate or any of There's plenty of Greeks in Sydney. You're from Sydney, brother. It'd be like someone from LA repping New York. Yeah. Bring the fight to Sydney. There's plenty of Greeks here. Yeah. We want you here. Oh, uh, plenty of Greeks will pack out Belmore Sports Ground if he wants to do it there. I'd be <laughs> jumping the fence to that fight, but... Look, I got to give it to George. I, I, I've never been, like we're no boxing experts. We tune into our UFC. We do enjoy our combat sports, but I don't think I've been more excited for a boxing match. Sure. They, they definitely built up the hype towards it. Ko, you know, jumped yep. on. Yeah, it was, it was great to see people getting around him, getting excited for a fight. Everyone I know tuned into the fight. It was unfortunate it was one-sided, but like I said, it, I feel sorry for the Greeks. I they, were, they, were, they were hard done by. You didn't see the old Instagram stories you saw when, when he won his last fight. The Greeks went a little bit quiet. But, I mean, he, he, was, he was gracious in defeat. He was. He said, you know, he was taking risks. He knew it was going to be a tough fight. He got dominated in most of the rounds. But, look, he'll go back to the drawing board, maybe change his game plan. And I guess we'll see how it goes. But it, you know what it came down to for me? It wasn't like a different class. He was just outboxed. It was Haney. African-American, gifted, just could go all day, put on a boxing clinic. He's only 23. He had the reach on him. It was just probably too much for George. But he'll come back, and I hope, I hope he does. Aussie's proud. I'd love to see a, a Sydney fight. But, yeah, the, look, the Greeks haven't had much since the Euros. They've been doing it tough with the economy. It would have been nice for them to get this mm. one, you know? Yeah, it's kind of typical of Greeks, isn't it? Like, what, to, to let... Well, gonna say, we, all, all I'm going to say is leave the... Yeah, but you're Italian. Yeah, you guys leave don't the, really get leave on. The, leave the world champion boxes for the Italians. Yeah, See, I, 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 I don't mind the Greeks because, you know, in Belmore... Blue and white, same colours. Yeah. Bulldogs. You see a lot of Greek Bulldogs fans. We get we get on fairly well. So what I love about George though is mm. he's got a bit of personality. Yeah, he's something different. He's we we're not used to people like George. We like our champions like Tim Zoo, boring <laughs> personality of a paperclip. Just regurgitate that same. You know, I'm gonna. I wouldn't. Just have some preface. I wouldn't say that in front of Tim Zoo though. No, he punches shit out of me. But you know, like I'm like yeah, yeah. He's just not much of a trash talker, and we like our champions like that because when someone like and I was just snooping through the comments because I knew this was gonna happen. Jeff Fennick said this would happen when you talk yourself up like George did, and he won, so he's backed it up until this stage. Mm. Devin Haney was too good for him. These things happen in fighting, but now of course. It all comes out. Uh, this guy's a show-off. He was never that good. He's overrated. That's just It just goes yeah, to show you, we, to do we don't deserve people like George Kembosis because he's got personality, because he's full of tats. Mm. He talks the talk. He, he doesn't speak like an Aussie athlete. I back him to the heels. So personally. I back you, George yeah, Kembosis. Never change. 
And you know what? Hey, fighters lose. Muhammad Ali lost think plenty about of times. It, his, well, win, lose, or draw, the blokes won because 10 mil for a fight. Hey. That he got in Sydney, sold out Marvel Stadium, right, to its capacity for a boxing event. He's won. He, he's, he's cashed in. Yep. No one expected him to win that fight against and Diaz look, last time anyway. Paul Kent was on the commentary team, which I couldn't believe. And I found it particularly funny when Paul was there saying he should have done this, he should have done that. But one thing he did mention, which was a good point, Paul's like, I'm surprised he could pull a crowd like this because up until when he fought Tiafimo, no one really knew in Australia who George was. He doesn't get, I don't know, and it comes back to what I was saying. I think he's not our style of fighter. Mm. He has a personality. You know, he's actually quite entertaining. And you didn't really hear much of him in Australia. Even when he was fighting Tiafimo, who at the time was pound for pound number mm. one, should have been everywhere. But no, we instead see footy players on a, you know, Justice Honey versus Paul Gallen and Tim Zoo versus yeah, Tomato hey, Can. To his credit, he built the fight up, hyped it up, cashed he in at the right it. time, and, and, he and well. he'll get a rematch And you too. know what? If you jumped on the on the bandwagon, stay on it. Yeah. Don't abandon stay just on. because he's lost one fight. He'll fight another big fight, whether and it's Greeks, Haney or... Greeks should be loyal. <coughs> Greeks will be loyal. Greeks will be, but mainstream yeah. media might not. Uh, up next on the HIA, Dams, we've got Nadal winning another French Open. Again, on clay. A lot of people come out and say he's done it on one foot. Did he now pulls, Bernard, too clear of Djokovic and Federer. It's pretty big. Djokovic, will he play? You know, there's a there's uncertainty about will he be allowed to play. On top of that, he has been playing a lot of tennis, and it's shown. But but I will say, in his matchup against <clears throat> Nadal, he lost it in the dying moments. You know, he he could he could have he could have won that. He could that have, match. but it was three sets to one. Yeah. So it was Nadal. Nadal's the master on clay. What I'm saying is, now he's too clear. You can pencil him in for one more, at least one uh, more at French least one Open. More, yeah. Maybe I don't know if Nadal will be able to catch him now. I, I think I think he's probably done too much, and I think if you could see it after he won that he was celebrating like he's because will clear, will we know? let Djokovic play in Australia? So that's already another. I think grand yeah, slam. I think he plays the next Oz Open, right? And and let the more the mo- let him play, and the more tennis he plays, the better the better his chances are. But there's also talks of Federer coming back from Wimbledon, which I think is stupid not to. I know there's no ATP points, but he'll be he'll be looking for a Grand Slam. Yeah, he'll be chasing. So, look, tennis is going to get exciting over the next two years while these pl- players are in their prime looking for the Grand Slam. So, exciting. But congratulations to Nadal. You know, I, I hate your superstitions of touching yourself and, you know, draining the clock. It does stir me a fair bit. But it gets your Ws and he's won again on clay. So, I guess we'll see where he ends up. But I think being clear He's making is, a very strong clay case to be the GOAT. Yeah. No, he, well, he is right now. You have to just... Yeah. On, on, on titles, a level. Yeah. The GOAT's always going to be Roger Federer. Oh, yeah. my, for he's my goat. He's my yeah. goat. As well. He's just like he's the definition of what tennis is about. Classy. But you know oh, what? Just funny so with Roger when he plays what's with Roger when he first started out, he never had that persona. He was actually kind of like a not a bad boy, not a Kirigos or a Rafter. Yeah, a little but bit of a, yeah, yeah a little he had a bit of, of attitude about him, and then on the, in his later years, he's gracious, just aged like a fine wine, oh, like oh, Nadal. Yeah, you a Djokovic fan? I am a Joker fan, mainly because I would have loved to have seen him after that whole debacle. Get let in and play. And the, play. And you know what? I would have well, gone. Kyrgios for him. came out and said, "I hope he, pl- I hope he played, and I'm be going for him to win." But yeah. obviously, he didn't. I think now that the dust has kind of said, he will be back in Australia down the line. But I just, I like his grinding style of tennis. It's I'll go until you make a mistake. Do you know what I mean? And and 
He's like a bloody kind robot. Of imagine, I imagine you playing tennis that way, you know, just all heart. No, well, I'm actually terrible at yeah. tennis. I, I, I do the old, you know, just go down and it's a net with a couple of mates and have a crack. My serve's terrible. But, you know, I have a crack. And, you know, I, go, I get going as the game gets going. Yeah. I get, get built to the rhythm. Yeah, you're, like a, you're like a race car. You get better as it goes <laughs> yeah. on. But Rafa pulls two clear now of the rest in the all-time Grand Slam leaderboard. There was another big event in Melbourne. Mm. It was the day before. Cambosis and Haney. It was the Swannies. Yes. That was a huge W. Huge W. And another big back-to-back L's at the G. I wouldn't, the have, I wouldn't have seen the Demons lose them back-to-back. They gave up a half-time lead against Frio the week before. I honestly thought they're going to give the Swans a hiding. Yeah. You know, uh, coming off a loss. Yeah. But, I mean, alarm bells should start ringing because you can't comfortably close out a game. I mean, Swans just got home. But... You know, I know if you're going to want to start having issues, it's now early on in the season and yeah, fine tune those. Now, this is now the buy period in the AFL, but you look at the ladder, they're still four points clear. Yeah. So they were 10 and 0. They lost their first game. Now they've lost their second. They're still, we'd say they're still the team to beat, clearly. But it's not like they've had. They take on Collingwood now. That's right. Yeah, who, Collingwood have just pushed into the eight. But I'm just saying, it's not like when you see the Melbourne Storm and they had a couple of injuries and. You know, Jerome Hughes doesn't play, and that's why they've maybe lost two on the trot. Melbourne Demons have just lost two on the trot. So, yeah. they need some answers. They need to figure out how to close these games against against some tough sides. That'll tough be a sides. good game. That's always a good game. The Queen's Oh, birthday. they'll pack it out. The Queen's Birthday AFL. There's a Queen's Birthday NRL game. Bulldogs got a couple of them. They, get, they always get the Good Friday, mm-hmm. and they always, get, they always get the Queen's Birthday against Parramatta. Bernard, as a oh, Dogs fan. Geez. What? Where to now? For the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Well, I think we've got to sack Mick Potter. Person, I'm <laughs> joking. No, no. Now, because he solved one thing. You guys couldn't score points. You guys are scoring points now, but now you can't. I don't even think that was his doing. I mean, he's an interim coach. It, it, it's more just as they play more together, they, they're going to build a, a bit of more, a more chemistry. Jeremy Marshall King announcing his sign with the Dolphins. I think it's a bit of a loss, to be honest. He's been playing good for He's been playing well. I think this has been his best season. Gus gives him a bit of a wrap. Yeah, and... Thing is, why I say he's a loss, I don't see him as a, a as a unbelievable starting hooker as as Reed Money is, but the opportunity to have him as a fourteen, you know, or just you know playing New South Wales Cup if Reed Money goes, maybe down he just injured, didn't. You know what I mean? I'm sure the Dolphins probably. I just think that, that we didn't have we we didn't offer him the same money that the Dolphins did, but I think you know it is a loss. Good it, on him. It's I, a loss. I agree. I always I never really rated him, and this year he's been playing. He's been playing he's good been, footy. One of your best. Yeah. So uh, the dogs for now. It's not like you know you get anything out of tanking like you would in the NBA season. Yeah, it's just just try and build your combinations. Just and they still got to give the the question mark over who's going to be the next coach, and do you bring them in sooner or just wait till next season? That like they're just there's a lot of things up in the air right now. Things that I personally don't like as a fan is just pick your side and just be strong with them till the end of the season. Give these players the most opportunity they can have, especially if you're going to stick with them next year. To build their chemistry, build their combinations. Like, leave Flano in if you're yeah, going to stick with him next year. If you're going to be playing Avarillo, leave him in the yeah. centres. Don't At be chopping and changing too many, too much of the side. It's frustrating, though, because I feel like they've been saying this the last three seasons. <clears throat> just, let's find, you know, like that chat of, like, let's just find the future. You know, let's, mm. I swear that's been the chat around the dogs for the last three, four years. Like, yeah. Just rebuilding for nothing. couple big players coming next season. But, man, if they don't get that right. Well, I think the one person that's making a case for himself uh, as 
He's been our best signing. Is Matt Burden? He continues in a losing team. Yeah, he's been to show good. he's been our best player. His kicking game, his running game, his try assists. But I actually am frightened that we will lose him because he has the opportunity to start negotiating with clubs November first. Okay, for Jeez. not next season, the following season. If I'm the Dolphins, who haven't really signed many top-notch players, go get him. I'd be going straight for Matt Burden. For sure. They'd be offering him big money. And any any other rival clubs that are looking for a six. And if I'm Matt Burden, I'm saying, do I want to keep slugging it out at the dogs where I don't know how the future's going to be next year? Yeah, we've got some quality players coming next year. Or do I want to go somewhere else where maybe I can have some premiership contenders and earn a decent wage, a, a very good wage? So I don't want to lose Matt Burden. I think it's a I fair... I think he stays. It's a possibility. But you know what they've got to do? You've got to get a coach. You've got to at least... Get someone for next season where you can say, if it's Shane Flanagan or just a big name and say, stay because this guy's coming in. Kikau's coming next year. Reed Marnie's coming next year. You get a good coach there. Or that that right there, Burton. Mm. Fox has been playing well, even though he got the axe. I thought that was a little bit harsh. Very harsh. There's a couple good pieces there to entice someone to well, stay. You know what? I do think the pressure is now on Phil Gould because... Massively. He put because, a target on his back. Yeah, and all, when you say that, he's, he likes to say, oh, I, I ignore the noise, but now you are you are front and centre based on our performance. If we have a horrid year next year, everyone's going after Gus. All right. Pretend you're a coach, Bernard. Do you really want to coach at the Bulldogs knowing that no. Gus is just going to be... You know, looking over you, putting his little fingers in the pie, kind of undermining well, funnily you. enough. Like, we had a laugh when we had a laugh when he took the whistle in that session, and it worked. But really, in hindsight, that was the beginning of the end for Trent Barrett. It was. It was. And I will say, Willie Mason came out and said, and I love tuning into Willie's takes, because he's a, he's a character. And he said, he, he, he caught up with Freddie and said, oh, you, you can't, would you coach the dogs? Not that he asked him, but there was rumblings in the media that, you know, Freddie Fittler's going to be the next coach of the Bulldogs. And he, with Mason, direct quote, said, why the fuck would I want to coach the dogs? I'm on the best wicket, you know, being on Channel 9 and coaching an origin yeah. team that's, that's got it. the most depth ever. Why would I want the headache of, of, of Gus Gould looking over the top of you and that pressure of performance? Yeah, no, no one would want it. No, but I, look, Shane Flanagan is probably, I think, the most likely, so. and that's what I've been hearing the most. Seraldo doesn't want it from what yeah, I've been he's, told. He's re-signed at Penrith. Yeah. So... I think Flanagan is is probably the best best option at the moment. Get Flano there. Yeah. Get Flano there. Before we wrap it up, we did our long shots in our origin preview, but mm -hmm. do you want to just reiterate what's your uh, long shot? Yeah. Anyone missed it? I'm going to go. If you don't know, I think Queensland's going to win game one. It's going to be a tight game. So I'm going to Queensland 1 to 12. Xavier Coates, anytime try scorer. What are you going to take as your long shot? I'm going to go New South Wales 1 to 12. James Tedesco, anytime try scorer. And over. Unders. Over. Ten and a half gladiator metaphors okay. from the commentary from team. the commentary box, or actually, or and then maybe over twenty and a half. That's an origin place. And just on that note, Ray Warren announcing his retirement throughout oh, the week man. as a caller, mate. You grew up. We grew up on Ray yeah. Warren, and our parents grew up on Ray yeah. Warren, the best caller of all time across all sports. Yeah. He's done the Olympics here and there as well, but the voice of rugby league. Thank you, Ray. Yeah. There won't be anyone that will replace you. I mean, there's there's some good callers out there that we, that we like, but there will be no one that replaces Ray Warren. In saying that, he retired at 99. Now, the rumours are circling. Origins. Does he come out if it's a decider? I, I'd get him out for game one. 
Yeah. I would, I'd, I'd go, you know what? You know what? You give Paul, him a, a farewell game. Yeah, game one. Give him game one. It's the most watched game. Farewell off into the sunset. Thank you for your service. We love you, Ray. Let's hear him one last time in State of Origin. That'd be that'd be finishing your career on an absolute yeah, high. Come on, Ray, because my OCD's gone crazy. You need to hit the ton, raise yeah. the bat, <laughs> and that's it. But he is the greatest voice in Australian sports. No better way to sign off the show than that. Bernard, what's what's happening this week? Mate, I'm going to be at the Origin game. I'll be doing some be fan there. interviews. I'll be there with I might Pickle see you. Bet. I think I'm going to go as well. Doing some trivia. I'll be in there watching it. It's got some good seats. I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. And then over the weekend, just catch the hopefully not too scrappy footy. You're going to uh, go to the Bulldogs, Emma? Look, I've given up. I've given up. If <laughs> they go right. to Belmore, I'll, I'll jump the fence. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. All right, guys, on that note, we will be co- posting all of our tips on our Instagram. So make sure you're following on Instagram, the B Team Podcast. And, of course, giving us a follow on TikTok where we do our best work. But until then, guys, enjoy State of Origin. Up the Blues. See you later, Bernard. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.